What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Rocket Mortgage Classic 2021 betting picks and preview show. We are the Tour Junkies. I'm your host, DB. I got Pat Perry with me. He's still riding the heater, folks. Let me just tell you, he's still he's still sparking it up a little bit. He's still a little sparky over there with his little hot stuff going on. Still winning some stuff and some money and making good picks and playing golf all over the world and just living his best life over here. Uh, presented by our friends at FantasyNational.com. That is our one-stop shop for anything related to betting on golf. If you're betting on golf at all, if you're spending like, I don't know, like if you're spending like thirteen fifty dollars a week on golf, then you need to have a FantasyNational.com membership. Uh, now, Pat hates odd numbers, so I know that probably is driving him crazy right there. But yeah, if you're spending, uh, you know, an amount of money, then you need to have a Fantasy National membership. It's who we've used for years now. It's the only place we trust. All the data licensed to them by the PGA Tour so you know it's good. They've got everything you need. All the stats, all the recent form, all the course history, head-to-head matchup simulators, uh, all the stuff you need for DFS if you're doing that. It's the place to go. So head over to FantasyNational.com slash TJ and you get 20% off when you tell them that the Tour Junkies sent you. Uh, thousands have joined Fantasy National over the years and are making a butt-ton of money. And that's a real, actual amount. And speaking of butt-ton of money, uh, we actually had a lot of people in the Nut Hut last week win some money. Shout-out Bryce Moore, who won 15 k uh, Another guy with a weird uh, name in the Nut Hut that I don't know what his name actually is. He won like 25 k We had a bunch of folks win some money. It was a good week. On this very show... We touted, you touted specifically, but you stole him from me in the in the DFS show, the but prior. But you touted Harris English at fifty to one, old, the old hairy dog, you know DGD. Yeah, he yeah. Pull, he pulled it off in the most boringest pillow fight of a playoff between uh, Kramer Hugecock and whatever his girlfriend and his mom and his dog and his niece and Sam nephew. Burns. Don't forget Sam, Burns, Sam Burns was with him. You know, the the new Ricky Fowler, I guess, over there. I mean, he just had everybody. It, like, he's less people at Thanksgiving than he had there, which is great for him. I mean, good. I'm sure he's a good kid. You know, William Lanier on his bag, actually. Did you? We didn't even talk I know. About that. that was pretty cool. Yeah, we, he used to be on Wesley Bryan's bag, won a tournament, won the uh, Heritage on Wesley Bryan's bag. Augusta Boy. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's been on the show before. We actually interviewed yeah, him years ago. Show. He lives right down the street. Good dude. William Lanier's a good dude. I was, I was kind of hoping Will, William might get the win there. But anyway, that's enough of the Travelers Championship. Uh, I do want to thank everybody who's watching live on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please give the uh, video a thumbs up. That helps us out. Subscribe to the channel as well. And comment something. Comment, uh, well, I don't know, Pat. What should, Pat, what should they comment? Yeah, I always have to think of these things. You don't ever have to think of these things. You just sit here, show up, drink, and do your thing. What should the people put in the comments on the betting show? Well, you know, I think that they should put in the comments the lowest owned player that they feel like can finish in the top 10 this week. Okay, so you're asking the betting the betting show people about it. Sorry, the betting question. show. How about the longest odds player that finishes in the top 10 this week? Longest odds player to finish in the top 10. Comment that. Put that in the comments. There you go. Look at Pat thinking on his feet right there, huh? What's the podcast juice? Are you on another triple IPA? It was a triple IPA in the first show. Yeah, another triple IPA. <sighs> I'm doubling it up on the triples. You're doing a sextuple IPA night tonight, huh? Is yeah. that what that is? Yeah. Is that, mm-hmm. am I right on that? Is it six? Is six a sex? 
sextuple thing? Is that what it is? Yeah. Can can anybody confirm? Anyway, um, so you're doing the IPA. Okay, I've got a little uh I've got a little wild leap and some soda here with a lime. Shout out Wild Leap Brewing Company. Speaking of Wild Leap Brewing Company, Pat, I do need to tease this for next week. Next week, um, on the DraftKings show, we are going to have a brand new segment, and it's going to be a segment that happens a lot, maybe not every week, but frequently. It's called Nut Up or Shut Up, and it's going to be a game show, a trivia game show. And we're going to pull in a live viewer on YouTube, on camera, on the mic, and they got to be a Nut Hut member. We're going we're gonna to select them from the Nut Hut uh, batch of, of people watching live on YouTube. And we're going to play a quick game, quick trivia game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be golf-related. We're going to have a good time with it. And we're going to get prizes for you guys every week. There's going to be, every time we do it, there's going to be great prizes. And next week, for the first one, our friends at Wild Leap are going to send the lucky contestant. If they win, uh, we're not going to send them anything if they don't win. If they don't win, like, I'm not sending them shit. This is not, this is not like, you know, five-year-old t-ball. I'm tired of that. If you lose, you lose. But if you win, <laughs> Wild Leap is sending people some liquor and beer next week. I'm excited about it. Nut up or shut up. Oh, yeah. Our boy Daniel Badup, uh, Aussie DB is what I like to call him. That's a great emoji combo, Daniel. That's a nut and a em- uh, emoticon with a zipper over his mouth. That's a great... I love a good emoticon... Uh, a good emoticon... What do you call that? Just a... Pat, you don't know, do you? Because you're not paying any attention. Like, I love. I a, do know what a moticon is. No, but I mean a good combo there, like where you say you nut up or shut up. You know, he can't, can't, he's mm-hmm. got the nuts and then the zipper. Over. That's real good there, mm-hmm. uh, Aussie DB. Congratulations to you. So you're not going to want to miss the game there. Don't forget also in a couple weeks, live on the Open Championship podcast, I will be getting a part of my body waxed live on air by my wife because I lost a bet to Pat. So that's fun. <laughs> <sighs> Moving right along. For the Rocket Mortgage, uh, this is what we're going to do here. If you want a full course breakdown, if you just get all hot and bothered whenever you hear Pat talk about grass types and, you mm, know, yeah. fairways and um, just, you know. Sexy talk. If, sexy time, I like to call it. Yeah. If you, if you like all that, then you can go over to the DFS show and listen to it. We're not going to get into all that and repeat all that for this show. Um. But we'll talk about the stats that are important to us as we kind of talk through some of these players and names that we like. Uh, we're, at, we're at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It's only the third year that we've seen it at Detroit Golf Club. Um, now, Detroit Golf Club's seen a lot of rain lately, so we do know it's pretty soft. That's word on the street. Uh, pretty soft golf course. But it's been two really different years. The first year they played here, Nate Lashley. No one, no, just nobody Nate. Monday qualified into the event and then won it, okay? And the, a lot of books didn't even offer odds on him. He wasn't in the DraftKings player pool if you played DraftKings that week, and he won. So the books that did have him had him anywhere between 350 and 400, 450 to one. And then last year, you had Bryson show up, and, uh, and just totally obliterate the place. Cutting corners, didn't care if he was in the rough, didn't care if he was in the fairway, just butchered the place, just manhandled it like he does, and, uh, and won at like seven and a half to one. So in two years, we've seen about as, I mean, literally, you can't get further than the guy who's here only because yeah. he Monday qualified and the betting favorite. You just can't get any different. Um, it, I just checked before the show. 
the uh, over the uh, the winning totals line on most sports books right now is twenty three and a half under. So this is going to be one of those events where you're going to have to make a buttload of birdies and eagles. There's going to be a lot of scoring. The books think this is going to be a scoring fest, and when that happens, we know that it could really be anybody's game. So, you know, Pat, I, I think my, I mean, I'm going to give you some names in the mid range, but honestly. I feel like when it's all said and done, it's going to be like a one name short, couple maybe two names in the shorter to to mid range, and then it's just a bunch of darts. It's going to be a bunch of two. Dude, my betting card. It's going to take me. For, I'm not even going to write up all the names. It'll take me forever. It, I'll have so many like two dollar bets and three dollar, four dollar bets using my fifty dollar allotment on the betting card. It won't even be. It'll be ridiculous. It's just going to be one of those weeks where I feel like it's just it could be crazy. Bryson could also just run away with it again. I don't know. What what are you kind of thinking in terms of where the card's going to shape up for you? Now, this is a Monday, though. So. Yeah, for me, I, I think there's a, a big range that I like really from like 70 to 1 and over. Um, I mean, there's a few guys on the shorter end of that, but like 70 to 1 to like 110 to 1 or is kind of my sweet spot right now where I think I'm going to get the guy. But um, Okay. Other than that, I do think, you know, there's some good value in some top 10s and some top 20s. Um, but yeah, so that's where, that's where I'm, I think it's going right now. I really like the long shots in the top 20 market. Um, I mean, I like that anyway. All, every week I like that, but I especially like it this week. That could be good. Uh, I also like that our boy Nick A., who's in the YouTube chat, says the pod juice, podcast juice is flowing. He's got him a Woodford old fashioned with an orange slice, and he's ready to win some cash. Yeah, I, I that's like how that. You win. That's how you win, Nick. Eh? That is that's, uh, you that. Do, you do this show right, okay? Yeah. We we don't need to be the only ones. No. You know, with the podcast juice flowing, you yeah. guys should be flowing with the pod. And now, unless it's like seven in the morning and you're on your way to work, you don't need to be flowing with the podcast <laughs> no. juice. But if you're listening to us live right now, yeah, flow that shit. Yeah, flow that shit. Or maybe you're maybe you're recovering and you don't need to relapse. You probably don't need to listen to this show. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, anyway here we are. Uh, it's it's going to be a scoring fest. I'm excited about it. Before I get into it, I do have to remind everybody, we've been talking about our friends at Caldera Lab and the good stuff they're doing for your face, the good stuff they're doing for your body, your body skin, you know, that part of your body cover, your body, uh, your, your body, your body costume, also known as your skin. You got to take care of it. It's the, only, it's the only skin you got. It's the only thing you got, man. And you're out in the sun. You're letting, you're letting the sun eat it up and tear it up and put all like dots all over it and stuff. And our friends at Caldera Lab can take care of you. So if it's dry skin or acne scars or you're just wrinkly, you're getting old and you need to firm it up a little bit, you need to tighten it up a little bit like Pat needs to on a couple of areas, the good is a multifunctional face serum that our friends at Caldera Lab have. And it's fantastic. But they got all kinds of stuff. But that's just one of them. Okay? That's just one. In just a couple weeks, your skin will feel smoother and firmer, we promise. Pat promises. The good is, is where it's at. They got clinical trials that just prove it works with everything. All skin types, if you got a beard, if you're bald, dry scalp, wet scalp, uh, medium, medium moisture scalp, you keep it nice and shiny and moisturized with, uh, with the good. You can try it risk-free 100%. That 100%. 999, 100. Risk-free, no risk. Now, if you're listening to this show, you like risk. But if you're buying something like this, you don't want risk. And they take it away from you. If you don't love it, they'll refund you in full. And listeners of the Tour Junkies podcast are going to get 20% off your first purchase at Caldera Lab. Your first Caldera Lab purchase, go to Caldera Lab. 
That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. Use discount code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. CalderaLab.com. Discount code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. You know, help them out. Help them out. Supporting the Tour Junkies. You guys support them. And get your face right. Get your, get your, your, uh, your, body, your body costume okay. All right, Pat. Uh, I'm excited about the show tonight. We're going to talk about Outright's top 20s. You know, are you done texting? Do we need to wait? Or do you need to continue sending no, text we're messages? Good. We're you, good. We're you good. sure? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the show, we're going to have our Let Them Hang predictions where we get real ballsy with it. Uh, we have hit one of those. We've only been doing it like three weeks. We've hit one. I hit one. We both whiffed last week, but that's okay. We're supposed to whiff on these. I got a really fun one tonight. In fact, I was putting it in, I was putting it in tonight and, and, uh, in, the, in the captions, and producer Sam saw it, and he went, ooh. Like mm. it kind of it surprised him or something. It just got him in his surprise spot, and he got real, <laughs> he got real happy about it. So I think that's going to be fun. And then at the end of the show, I'm, I'm doing just the tip, and, uh, and I'm going to bring it on just the tip tonight. And you're not going to like it, Pat. So there you go. That's a tease. That's what they call a tease in the biz. Okay. All right. All right. We're talking the favorites up to 25 to one. Obviously you got, uh, you got the, the, the big guy. Bryson's kind of leading the way, doing his thing. Um, he's at like seven to one, eight to one, some places, whatever. Uh, don't want any of that because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm frankly, I'm just not a sissy. So I'm not going to do that. The only name in here at, uh, at, at 25 up to 25 to one that I kind of like is uh, I think he's on points bet. I'm pulling it up right now. Cause I forgot. I think it's Hideki. Is he 22 to one on points bet? He is 22 to one on points bet. Hideki Matsuyama. I talked him up on the DFS show. Uh, the irons continue to crush for Hideki plays. He's played really well here the last couple of years at the, at, at the Detroit golf club. Now, you know, course history here is whatever. You know, they've only played here twice. Very small sample size. Last year, 2020, you had a lot of guys still coming off of the COVID thing and finding form and figuring out which end of the golf club to hold. But uh, So I'm not counting it too much. But when you played it as well as Hideki, I like it. And at 22 to 1, I really like it. So I think there's good value there with Hideki. And that is it. I don't want anyone else here. Now, we do usually pick a play in here that we want to stay away from. Uh, that play for me is going to be Webb Simpson. He is at 19 to one on DraftKings or 16 to one on points bet. Uh, you know, Webb, I think Webb could be an interesting DFS play. You know, I think he could, I think he'd make the cut and maybe finish your top 10, maybe top 15. The form is not where I'd like to see it for Webb to then sweep in here um, not playing well. He didn't play. He missed a cut at the U.S. Open. We had his caddy, Paul Tesori, on the show. Paul talked about how he had the neck injury. Then he got the flu really bad. Um, then he goes to the U.S. Open, misses the cut miserably at the U.S. Open. I, I just don't see any reason to bet him outright to win. If you want to bet him top 10, whatever. I wouldn't do it, but I think Webb is the safest stay-away play in this range. All right. Well, I agree with that. So we'll go ahead and get that out of the way. I'm I'm with you on Webb and just staying away from that. I have two plays though here. One is Hideki, just like you. I like him at twenty two to one. And then I like Willie Z at twenty five mm. to one, right on that number there. I mean, look, well, he's at twenty six and a half to one. So I, I cheated a little bit. Yeah, dude, one. what are you talking about? You're already skipping ahead. 
Well, he he dropped he'll, down he'll from be when a, I was talking about him. He he'll was, be at twenty five to one by the time people are listening to this. Probably. Sorry, he was twenty six. He is twenty six and a half. He's twenty five and a twenty five to one on points. But but anyway, I don't take care. him on the shorter number just to get him in the range. Yeah, love Willie Z this week. I mean, the guys. I think this is this is the week he wins. Mm. I'm calling it. I think this is the week he wins. He is my favorite play of any player about to hear from me. I think Willie Z wins this week. So there you go. Who's your stay away play? I mentioned it. Oh, what? Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, Nick A brings up a, a fun thing. Uh, this is a Nick A show. Hank Lebiota can go low, which I agree with. Beautiful odds for each way. Now, yeah, we don't get to play each way. We don't get to do those. God, I wish we did. You know, I mean, each way would just be so nice. But we don't get to do that. You guys can do that in like Canada and Europe and I think Australia. I don't know. Let me know in the chat. I'm not sure. We can't do that here in in uh, in the U.S. of A. Hell, half of most of us can't even bet anyway. But here we are. So yeah, each way numbers are fun. Um, I mean, any of the guys we mentioned, if you want to take them each way, you can. All right, let's get into this more mid range here. Twenty six, or you know, up to up to seventy five to one. Okay. I don't know, man. I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't love it. You know, um, my, my favorite play for sure. And, and which is, uh, it's in the shorter side of this is Jason Kokrak 30 to one on DraftKings. You can get the better number on Kokrak right now. I, you know, I know he missed a cut at the U S open. I, I'm, I'm going to kind of throw that out. You get a You get a major championship, especially a guy like Kokrak who hasn't played in a lot of those. And you, you see him, it's a tough course and you see a miscut. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's a huge deal. He won the Charles Schwab a couple weeks before that. He's won twice this year. He's long off the tee. Um, great, great ball striker. He's played here once in 2019, finished 29th, whatever. Irons are still really, really good for Kokrak. Um, 30 to 1 is an interesting number. Could he win twice in his last three tournaments? He could. Is it likely? No, but I like the number. Um, I guess I'll go to... I like Doc Redman. I don't love the number. He's 55 to 1 on DraftKings. Like if it gets below oof, minute, I don't I don't even like 55 to 1 honestly that much. I'm just giving you a name in this range. So he's not one of my favorites. But I do think Doc has played well at this pl- at this golf course. He likes a course that you don't have to be super long for a young guy. You would think you would think a young guy named Doc Redman would hit it a long way. He doesn't. He's a, he's a very much like total driving guy. Long enough, hits, it, hits a lot of fairways, but the irons have really been solid for Doc lately. So 55 to 1 for him, I don't mind at all. He's also plus 225 as a top 20. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, Doc Redman, that's it for me. Yeah, and Sam, producer Sam, says he's 40 to 1 on points bet. That's... Uh, Doc Redmond's 40 to 1 on points bet. I do have a couple names I'm going to give you here in a minute in the next range that have major gaps between DK and points bet that you're, you might want to pay attention to. Yeah, so he's 40 to 1 on points bet right now, 55 to 1 on DraftKings. I would not touch him anywhere if he drops below 55 to 1, obviously, honestly. If he gets shorter than that, I'm out. That's it for me. All right, well, I got a few guys in here that I like. Um, I'll start with Kiz. I do like Kiz at 35 to 1. 
I think that's a good number for him. We saw him play well last week. This is a course that he likes. It sets up well for him. So I like Kiz. I think you could probably give it get him even longer, uh, maybe somewhere. I think points that may have him at forty to one. And no, then another no, guy, I think he's thirty five. I think thirty five to one is the best number. But I, I, I want to stop you there with Kiz because we we talked about him on the DFS show. And I kind of push back on you a little bit with him. Obviously, it all comes down to the putter for him. He got super hot with the putter last week. Uh, shot two rounds of 63. Gained seven strokes putting. I, I, would, I think I'd rather bet him. Oh, no, he is 40 to 1 on points bet. So he's gotten longer because I looked at him this morning. Uh, this afternoon, he was 30. So he's 40 to 1 on points bet. Um, I actually think I would rather, I think I'd rather bet him to win than I would play him in DFS. I feel like in DFS, he's more, he's, Kiss is going to miss the cutter. He's going to get He's going to keep the hot putter and could run away with it. So I, I, I don't mind the the outright bet. I like the outright bet. Well, another guy in that same kind of you know thought process is Charlie Hoffman. He's at fifty to one on points bet. I think he's going to be highly owned in DFS because he just has been lately uh, with the way he's been playing and everything else. But I like that number at fifty to one. And then also Gary Woodland is at fifty five to one. I love that number. He's at 55 to one on points, bet. I think that's a great number for him. I mentioned him on the DFS show. I think this is a good course for him. He's, you know, he's great at ball striking right now. His approach play is fantastic. So I think Woodland at 55 to one is also another good number. And um, that's pretty much it up to that. For me, up to that 75 to one range. Hmm. Gary scares me, man. He definitely scares me. But yeah, it's a it's one of those it's one of those weeks. A lot of things can happen. Um, he's obviously got uh, he's got he's got plenty of win equity when he's in it. So I get it. Yeah, that's it for me in this range. So now we're getting into the long shot. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like this this field, this tournament, the scoring conditions, the field, the golf course could produce a ton of of long shot potential winners. Uh, or Bryson could just run away with the whole thing, and we're all screwed. So this range uh, up to one twenty-five to one. So anything above, anything longer than seventy-five to one, uh, and up to one twenty-five. Um, there's a couple names in here that that on other books much 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 shorter. For example, I might jump around here a little bit. Uh, at a hundred to one on DraftKings, Sepp Straka is a hundred to one. He's seventy to one on points bet considerably shorter over there on points bet. Now, Sepp loves this place. Apparently, he's played very well here in just two, and he's played here both years. Uh, Sepp Straka finished 11th and 8th. He's coming off a top 10 at the Travelers. Like, he hits it a mile. He, I think he would take the Bryson approach. He can feast on these par fives. Um, I think Sepp Straka, you, you need to get him at 100 to 1 on... Uh, on DraftKings before that gets that gets knocked down because I think that's for sure. I think DraftKings is going to wake up on that one and get a little shorter for old Sep, and he gained strokes in on on those putting surfaces. It's kind of a bent Poa mix this week. He gained strokes on both of those surfaces. He does those quite well for a Southern. I guess well, he's not a Southern boy. He's from Austria, but he played at UGA. Uh, listen, UGA pounds out winners when it comes to golf, so just know that. He found something with the irons. The irons clicked at the Travelers, gained 5.4 strokes on approach after losing like three strokes solid for the previous like six weeks. So something happened with old Sep, and uh, and I want to be around to to watch 
how it goes down this week. Would love an each way bet, by the way, on Sabstraka. God, that would just, mm, that'd be good. Another guy, I'm going to jump around. Another guy who considerably longer on DraftKings and points bet is Danny Willett. I talked about him on the DFS show. He's 110 to 1 on DraftKings. He's also 70 to 1 on points bet. Now, I don't have the same strong feelings that I have about Danny Willett uh, that I did about Sep. I don't know what it is. I said it on the DFS show. It just kind of feels like a gut play to me. I don't know. Um, it just feels like a gut play. Feels like a guy who wants to close the door on it a little bit. I don't know what the... Uh, I'm looking at the U.S. Ryder Cup rankings. I don't know what the... He's probably not close in, in the European Ryder Cup rankings, if I had to guess. Oh, no, actually, he is. That may be why he's here. Now I might like him a little more. Danny Willett, 14th in the Ryder Cup standings for Team Europe. Uh, so very close to kind of getting in that, getting in the, you know, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation, but um, he's got Ryder Cup experience. Uh, that's an interesting take there. I didn't even notice that on the DFS show. I would love it. I would love it if he would, if he made the European Ryder Cup team. That would be great for he's, us. Why? He's played the European Ryder Cup. Danny Willett? Yeah. He was there when we were there in Paris. I'm sure he's played. Yeah. But I would still love him to be on their team. Why? Because you think he sucks. I don't think he sucks, man. <laughs> okay. So um, that's why. Yeah. But he is kind of a gut call for me. But you got guys like him who are on that Ryder Cup bubble that I think are interesting. Um, all right. I'll let you go because I don't want to steal one of your guys, but I might come back and hit a couple more here. Oh, God. What? I mean, I don't even know where we're at here. You've been. Because you don't pay fucking attention, dude. We're up to 125 to 1. The graphic's been on the screen. I literally named two guys, Straka and Danny Willett. That's it. And you've already right. lost it because you don't pay any attention. Uh, where are we starting at? What range are we starting it's at? It's on the sheet. It's on the sheet. It's not on the sheet. Yes, it is it's on, not the on the sheet. It's on my sheet. It's not on the sheet. That's your sheet. That's not my It's the sheet. same sheet you get. God. All right. Did I miss uh, Stanley at 85 to 1? I like him. I like Lucas Glover at 100 to 1. I think that's a fantastic number for Lucas Glover at 100 to 1. I like Mark Hubbard also at 100 to 1. Chez Reevy at 100 to 1. And then Joel da- <sighs> Well, no, I can't get to Joel Damon yet. So there you okay, go. Hey, man. Chez Reevy was the one. I, I was going to mention Chez Reevy. I knew you liked him. Yeah. You, you definitely didn't. You, did, you didn't, I mean, you got somewhere to be. I mean, you gave us nothing on any of those picks. We're only 26 minutes into the show. Are I you, gave you winners. That's what I gave you. you have an appointment? You. What else do you need? I gave you winners. That, those are winners. It's 10, 15 p.m. Are you, do, you, do, you, do you have to go somewhere? What do we do? You, no, I just tell you who the winner is, and you play them. That is okay. what the people want to hear, okay? Okay. okay. Um, I do like the Shez call. He's 101 on DraftKings. He's also plus 335 in the top 20 market along with Sepp Straka at plus 335. Um, Lebiota, somebody mentioned, I think Nick mentioned Hank Lebiota. He's 125 to 1. That's the best number you can get on Hank. I do think Hank's pretty confident. I don't, I don't, I, before I bet on a young guy like that, I like to see them in a final group or two and like feel it late on a Sunday. And while he did just finish fifth, he wasn't quite in it really. So I'd like to see that before I bet him outright, but I do think if you can get him in an outright market, I mean in a in an each way market, that would be interesting. Um, so there you go. That's the that's the the up to one twenty five guys. All right, Pat, 
now, Pat, are you there? Pat? Pat? Okay. Yeah, where are we going now? Now we are in long shots over 125 to 1, okay? Over 125 to 1. I don't really have a lot of these, but you can go first. No, I'll let you go. You hit all yours. Go get all yours out out of there. That way you can check out and check your text messages or do whatever else you're doing while I'm going. Okay, well, I got a few here. Um, I like Joel Damon. He is at 140 to 1. I think that's a good number for him. Um, I mentioned uh, we already went over Hank Lobiota. Didn't we do that? Um, I like Cameron Champ. I think Cam Champ, he's at 150 to 1. I mentioned him on the DFS show. I think this is a good course for him. We've seen him win twice on tour. Um, he can bomb it all over the place on this course. If, you know, he's kind of like a, I wouldn't say he's a Bryson light, but he's a guy that, you know, certainly is long off the tee, can take a lot oh, of crazy God. lines on golf he courses. He might be longer than Bryson. Maybe he is. I don't know. Cam Champ can fucking kill it. Yes. You think he's longer than Bryson, though? Dude, he is long. Yes. I think he's as I, long I know as he's long. I just said I that, think he's I as long. Him. I think he's as long. He just doesn't get all the hype Bryson gets. I'm telling you. He, he is. Okay. I've seen it in person. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, I mean, I, 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 I trust your word at that. But I'm just saying that uh, I like him this week. Um, here's another guy. This sneaky long, but just... I can't ever figure out because he sucks sometimes, but he's still one on tour. Dylan Fratelli is at 200 to one. He's one of the longest guys. You talk about one of the longest guys on tour. Yeah, he's that's long. him. Well, he had, he had at the PG or not PG US Open, he was, I think, second or third longest drive yeah. recorded in that, in that event. Currently, uh, according to the PGA Tour driving distance stats, which are pretty crappy, honestly. Uh, Fratelli's 11th and Cam Champ is third. Bryson leads away at 322 uh, average. Champ's 318 and Fratelli's 310. Also, well, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Go ahead. Um, you mentioned a guy last week, man, out of nowhere. And I got to give you props, even though I'm pissed at you right now. But you mentioned you, you had the Bo Hostler call last week. And and I'm yes, surprised you, I'm surprised because you, you literally texted me about him. I don't know if you were drunk texting me. Were you drunk texting me Bo Hostler uh touts in like over the week while you're at Hazeltine? You're at Hazeltine playing golf and you're hammered and you're like I just said, how about the Bo Hostler? Yeah, call? but you said it like three days in a row. I'm like, Yeah, I got it. I I, I see because it. Because you gave me you always give me so much shit for Bo Hostler. But I didn't. I didn't give you I didn't give you anything for I just said you love Bo Hostler because you love a guy, you love a white male in a large visor. You love that. You, I don't you absolutely I, love that. I would not say that that is true at all. I think that's very offensive towards me. <laughs> Very you offensive. You love a tour, big old That's visor. That's the most offensive thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Stop. You love it. <laughs> I know you do, but you literally drunk texted me three times. And look, how did that Bo Hosler call? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, I can't believe you didn't mention him. You, you're all over him. And then you just skipped a day here today, and you don't want to talk about him, but he's 160 to 1 to win. He's been playing good. This is a Nate Lashley weird tournament. If Bryson doesn't win, God knows who will. So Hosler at 160 to 1 could be, could be a thing. Um, Kevin Chapel at 150 to one, playing on a medical exemption, limited starts. He's picking his spots here on the PGA Tour. He's never been a bomber, but he's always been a really good ball striker. And he and he can he can close the door in the hunt on the PGA Tour. He's a proven he's a proven guy. Like I love it. So I think Kevin Chapel at 150 to one in his limited starts, 
is pretty is pretty solid. Uh oh, producer Sam sending us a tweet in the middle of the show is never good. Let's see. Uh, apparently Joel Damon has doesn't have his clubs. What's going on here? So you just mentioned Joel as a bet. I don't know. Um. Flight cancellations, all kind of stuff going on. So I don't know what's going on. Producer Sam is uh is trying to give us the latest here on the Tour Junkies podcast. But oh, you mentioned the Joel Damon play, but I don't play Joel his first event back. That's just a rule of thumb. We know that our boy Gino's told us that when it's his first event somewhere, you don't play Joel. You let him let him get the alcohol out of his system first, and then you play him. But apparently, he's also having flight issues. So I like Kevin Chapel. Yeah, they lost his clubs. That's perfect. Dude, and he's got no, that whatever. Come he's on, got let's, that three let's make that a narrative. No, remember he's got that hybrid or three wood or something that he loves that he got on eBay that was a big deal a few months ago. Everybody loved. It's, it's Monday. I feel like they'll find his clubs. Maybe. Yeah, let's they probably just wait and That's see. That's true. That's true. Um who else do I like? Oh, uh, I now I didn't talk about him on the DFS show, and I'm sure people were probably like, wait a minute, what's happening? But uh, Cam Davis is 160 to 1. 160 to 1 on DraftKings, on points bet. He's half. He's 80 to 1. He's half the odds on points bet. He's 160 to 1 on DraftKings. Get on your DraftKings app right now if you can bet legally in your state. If you can't, drive across the state lines and do it. 160 to 1. He's half the number on points bet. He's a long-hitting, lanky Aussie who just, you know, can feast on the par fives. Why would you not take a chance? I don't love the form lately. It's a little, it's, it's, it's not the, the cam that I fell in love with originally, but I think he can bring it back. He's had a, he's had a week or two off. I just love this, this course setup for him. I see him taking the Bryson approach here and just F you, I'm Donald Ross. I'm cutting corners. I'm going to do my thing. 160 to 1 on DraftKings and 5 to 1 as a top 20. Love that. Finally, my my last outright pick is going to be Danny Lee at 200 to 1. Love me some Danny Lee. Uh, no, I don't actually. I said that. I don't know why I said that. I shouldn't have said that. I don't love Danny Lee, but Danny Lee's been coming around a little bit. He's a proven PJ Tour winner back in 2015, right? Um, hits it a long way, coming around a little bit. Danny Lee can get hot. It's a weird tournament. You know, things can get weird. So I like him. He's also four to one as a top twenty. So there you go. There's that. Other top twenty bets. You got any of those, Pat, or probably not? No, yeah, not right now. I'm, I will later in the week. Actually, I might throw some in oh, there I for bet you, you will. in the Nut Hut. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Well, let's get to it, man. What's you got your let them hang prediction? Let's get into let them hang predictions of the week. So my let them hang prediction is actually going to be that the no name. The guy that you think that just sucks at golf, that won a golf tournament for no reason whatsoever, Nate Lashley, the defending champion of this golf tournament. He's not defending champion. I'm sorry, two years ago, Mm -hmm. he is a defending champion. He's just not this year's defending champion. I mean, he's not defending. Nate Lashley finishes in the top 10. What's the number on that? 12 to 1. Okay. Interesting. I like that. So Nate Lashley, past winner of the event, not defending champion, but past winner of the event, finishes top 10 at 12 to 1. That's the let him hang play of the week. 
Mm. Mm. That was good there. I like what you did there. Um, okay, mine's a little, a little, I got a little weird with this one. I teased this on the DFS show. I, I, I'm not playing Bryson in DFS. I'm not going to bet him at seven and a half to one because I, I have balls in, hanging between my legs. Um, but I, I did find a way to have a little Bryson exposure. And it's a long shot. It's a long shot. But uh, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of a double. A little bit of a double, Pat. The Irish Open is going on right now across, mm-hmm. the, uh, across the pond, as they say. Um, and uh, it's at a new course. Or actually, it's, not a, it's actually not a new course, but it's a course they haven't played in a long time. Like Nick Faldo played, won the thing a long time ago. So relatively new course that nobody really has much of an advantage on. And I'm going to take a combo little double here, and I'm going to parlay Bryson to win the Rocket Mortgage and your boy, young Sam Horsfield, to win the Irish Open. Oh, wow. That, if okay. both of those things happened, that is a 200 to 1, actually a little over 200 to 1 hit that you can do on DraftKings. Now, Sam Horsfield's last two starts finished fifth last week at the BMW there in Germany. Uh, had one bad round. On, uh, the third round was tough for, for Sam. But Sam's an aggressive player. Hits it a long way, makes a ton of birdies. Uh, he's a multiple PGA Tour or European Tour winner. I think he's got some chops. If he can hold off Rory, he's like third. He's like I don't know. He's like maybe fourth or fifth in the odds market on the Irish Open for the Irish Open behind Rory and Shane Lowry and Tommy Fleetwood and those guys. Um, so he's he's definitely a favorite in the Irish Open. He's not the favorite, but it's a double that I kind of like. You know, I kind of like it. Old Sam Horsfield. Now. He's, his residence is now in Orlando, apparently, or, or around there. But uh, plenty of experience over there on the European tour. I like, I like that about Sam. So there you go. You like that, Pat? Mm-hmm. You like that a little bit? That's, that's, that's like pretty good. Pretty good. Can you imagine if that very, It's very hard to hit a double bet oh, like yeah, that. But yeah, I impossible. mean, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, there are probably a lot better ways you can blow a 200 to 1. I mean, I'd rather bet like a lot of guys at 200 to 1. But I think that's an interesting one if you want a little Bryson exposure. And then you just God, just pray pray the Lord that Horsefield. Maybe you do a couple Bryson doubles and pair them up with a couple guys. You can do a Bryson Rory double. I think that's like seventy to one. Um, mm-hmm. Probably yeah. won't. That probably won't happen either. But there you go. You know. But what if that did hit, man? I would. I would. Equi- I would drunk text you equivalent to your Bo Hostler victory laps if that hit. You would hear from me daily, a lot. No, you didn't. I will. I will go find it. All right, we ready for? uh, We ready to button this up, Pat? Ready for just the tip? Yeah, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorite segments uh, that we're going to do right here to wrap up the show is just the tip. That's right. We're just going to give you a little tip, just a little tip to make you a better, better, or better DFS player or whatever. Okay. And what I'm about to give you here is going to help you in both. It's going to help you in all of them. And it is, I am going to right now in front of Pat, um, but he's, he's not paying attention, so I'm just, it, who knows if he's going to have any rebuttal to this, but I'm going to poke holes in a stat that I hate, and that is proximity stats. That is proximity stats. That is, uh, you know, uh, proximity range stats. I'm going to give you reasons why you should avoid those stats because they are noise, noise, noise. They're all noise. 
and they are bad. They're just very bad. I'm going to jump all over the place. I'm going to try to make this quick, but here it is. First of all, I think one of the number one reasons is conditions. You know, uh, 200 yards in freaking, you know, at Sedgefield Country Club is different than 200 yards at, you know, damn wherever elevation, you know, Mexico at elevation or wherever they play where there's elevation. It's different. If it, is it downhill? Is it uphill? Is it downwind? Is it against the wind? Is it firm conditions? You know, is the flag 200 yards away, but the greens are firm as shit, and I'm trying to land this thing? You know, the green's 28 yards deep, and the pin's back in the back left corner, and I'm trying to land this thing 180 because I know it's going to bounce up, and it's, you know, like, don't you, there's so much about the conditions, and the actual number that these guys are shooting for is very different. It's the same reason why, like, sometimes it's easy to get worked up on, you know, you see, you see, them, you see these guys, like, you know, uh, th- these guys play different golf courses than we play. Like, we play saw, a lot of soft green courses. These guys play firm conditions. The ball bounces, and then it's going to spin, but it'll, it'll bounce. It'll take a big first hop. Pay attention to that, okay? That's, that's something to think about. The second biggest reason is because a lot of times, if you listen and if you read enough press transcripts and you, 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 you're around this game enough and around really good players, you learn that most of the time they're hitting for the middle of the green. They're not going for these flags tucked four yards off the left corner and you know six paces on. They're aiming for the fat part of the green and managing their, their, their misses, right? They're managing their misses. If the pin's tucked left and there's trouble left and they don't want to be short-sided left, they aim in the middle. If they overcook it and they overdraw it a little bit and it ends up six feet from the pin, congratulations. But that's not what they were trying to do. They didn't execute the shot that they were actually trying to hit. They were just planning that, okay, if I lose this right a little bit, I'm okay. I got green to work with. I can get up and down. If I, miss the, if I aim for the pin and I miss left, I'm dead. I'm in jail. So you don't know where these guys are actually aiming, but most of the time they're aiming in the middle. They're, they're aiming to the fat part of the green. Okay? Fat part of the green. Let's talk ranges. I hate this too. Ranges. Like, okay. Uh, this guy, what's really important here is to play, is to hit it well, have good proximity numbers from 150 to 200 yards or 200 to 225. Uh, sample size is one thing, right? How many iron shots do you really think these guys get in a year, in a whole year from 200 to 225 yards, right? How many do they really get where they, where they're hitting a pro? Not many. I mean, dozens, maybe, you know, maybe a hundred at the most which is not a lot in the game of golf. If you're looking at, you know, last 24 rounds or last 36 rounds, you're not talking about a lot at all. So there's not a very big sample size. Um, and I think the longer you get away from the hole, that the, the more limited the sample sizes are going to be. The, and, then, and then it's like, what if it's, okay, what if, it's, what if you're looking at a 150 to 175 range? What if the number was 149? What if the number was 149? And, and, he, and he freaking stuck it to four feet. But that doesn't count in the 150 to 175 range. Or what if it's 176 or 180? Or what if it's 180, but he's actually trying to play a 160 shot to a- account for wind and bounce and downhill and elevation? You don't know, but you, it, it doesn't go down as a 160 shot. It goes down as a 180 shot, and it's not in the bucket. So he could be really good in one category and really crappy in another. It's not good. There's a lot of variability, too, in the way they calculate it. The PJ Tour calculates proximity 
on shots that come within 30 yards of the green's edge. So if the shot comes up just, if the shot comes up, you know, short of that, like let's say, this is, this is weird. Let's say they're, they're hitting into 17 at TPC Sawgrass, the, the, the island green. The pin is in the front, okay? They're trying to carry it to the, let, let's say they're trying to carry it to the middle, right? But the pin's in the front and they come up short. Did you know that the ball that comes up short of the, the what do they call the wood things, the, um, the bulkhead, if the ball barely comes up short of the bulkhead in the water, but it's within 30 yards of the edge, the shot link volunteer, who's like 100, is going to shoot the water, and well, I get, I'm assuming, but he's going to count it. It counts in their proximity number. They hit it in the freaking water. So, I don't think that counts in the proximity yes, number. Yes, it does. I looked it up today. Yes, it does. No, I'm yes, going to need does. somebody. To if it's in the hazard, they... I'm, I'm going to need somebody outside of you to actually confirm. Okay, that well, me. I'll let you do the research on that. But my research today says if it is in the hazard and within 30 yards, the shotling volunteer will shoot it and it will count. So, but big... 30 yards is so far. Like you wouldn't even like that. Like that would that would that would not help your proximity numbers. So why would that matter? It makes your proximity numbers worse. No, no, it doesn't. A big miss like that. So let's say it's outside of thirty yards, and you miss because it. then you don't. You're not picking that player because he's not. He's not really checking your box for a proximity number. If he's like hitting it out there, that's going to make it worse. It's not going to make it any better. Wait a second, though. Wait a second. If if he misses it by that much, it doesn't count. So that means only the one. So so you're you're taking his big misses and you're not counting them. You're only counting the ones within 30 yards. So if he misses it that bad, it doesn't get counted. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so, so then still, what's left you're, is you're, only the good. You're not only... going to have a good proximity number if you don't hit it close to the pin in, you know, in a consistent manner, right? How could you have a, how could you have a good, co- tell me how you can have a good proximity number, but you hit it 30 yards from the pin all the time. There's no fucking way. There's no way that that would be your fucking, that, that that would actually happen. I'm not saying all the time, but what I'm saying is, yes, if, 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 if he's way off, if it's more than 30 yards, it actually doesn't go into the pool. So one, so actually. You, so then you're still going to have a bad proximity number. So nobody's looking at it. No. Nobody's looking at it anyway. No, that's not true. It would be worse if you counted it. If he's 32 yards off and they don't count it, his proximity number is better than it would be if they counted it because he'd be yeah but there's you're still not looking at that guy because you're not seeing well you don't know maybe maybe every numbers the proximity numbers you're going to look at if it's like consistently closer to the pin that's what you're looking at proximity for you're not looking at for it all the variables that you're talking about that could could mess up a proximity number the proximity number you want is somebody who consistently is close to the pin because that's going to tell you, okay, over time, they actually hit it close to the pin. It's not that freaking hard to understand. Joe Cap said, "Y'all need to smoke some. Y'all need to smoke some fucking weed." <laughs> that's what Joe Cap said. Pat, you missed everything else that I said. I guess in the beginning, but this doesn't have to be the longest just the tip in the world. I knew you'd get fired up about this if you paid enough attention. But you missed everything else I said. I'm saying that the proximity stats, I don't care if you look at it over the long term or not, the proximity stat is noise. It is not the best stat to determine who is hitting their irons the best. If you just want to know who's hitting their irons the best, who's hitting it the closest, strokes gain approach is the one and the only stat that's worth looking at because there's not as much noise. 
there's this, not this isn't this isn't about this this whole stat argument isn't about which one is better than the other. That's the thing that y'all can't get correct. That's the thing that AC can't correct get correct. Oh dang! Now he's calling all of y'all can't out. get correct. It is not about AC. one stat versus the other. It is about using it when you think you might want to use it for some other reason. It has nothing to do with like I'm like saying it's a better stat than another one. That's fucking asinine. So when do you want Nobody's to use it? Nobody's saying that. If it's not AC the- is asinine if he thinks that I'm thinking that strokes gained approach is not better than proximity. Dumbass. I'm not saying that, okay? Why are you so getting so offended? You. Why are you getting so offended? Because I think that y'all, this is what you stat people do. Y'all try to use you your stat, stat people. try to say that, that I'm saying that using proximity is better than using strokes gained approach or better than using opportunities gained, which is what AC is sitting here doing in the chat. But you know what? I think proximity is a good stat to use. I'm not saying it's better than some other ones. But it's it's not it's not a terrible stat to use. And AC doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about anyway. Does AC win every week? No, he doesn't. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Did you just win 20 grand, AC? No. Mic drop. See ya <laughs> out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thanks for watching the Tour Junkies podcast. This just got lit. This is gonna be fun. The D, D, uh, DK TJ After Dark is going to be fantastic. See ya. Oh.